0: Are there limits to the respect believers are to give to those in authority in the church? This is the topic currently addressed in the Heavenly Authority series taught by Pastor Greg Scalso. And this is the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. When we left off last time, Pastor Greg had read from Matthew chapter 23, where the Lord Jesus taught about the scribes and Pharisees, and we saw how the Pharisees were the Bible believers of their day, more scripturally correct than other groups at the time. Here now is
1: Pastor Greg. The average person, because they were ordinary people, they saw the Pharisees many times as the pious men of Israel. Unfortunately, as we see in Matthew 23, even though they had the right foundation, the right basis, pride, hypocrisy, the wanting of the praise of men, all those things we study, the desiring for an outward appearance of pious shows, the trap of any religious people be it in Israel or in Christianity, caused them to miss the very one. They were looking for Messiah, to miss the very one who they were waiting for. But compared to the rest of the world, compared to even the rest of Israel, they had the right basis. They were separated out. They had the word of God. The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, Jesus said. Let's talk a minute about the scribes. The scribes were a learned class who studied the scriptures, and they served as copyists of the scriptures, as teachers, as interpreters, as dividers of God's word. They studied and were knowledgeable in the Mosaic law and the scriptures. They preserved the scriptures. They handed it down. They copied it. That's extremely important. Sometimes we minimize that. And, you know, it was done also in the Middle Ages, in the monasteries. Uh, And while the monasteries really are not Christian in the sense that Jesus said he didn't want to take us out of the world, but he wanted to keep us safe in the world, and the whole monastic movement of putting yourself on the side and hiding yourself away is not really what we're supposed to do. We should go out and witness and be witnesses in the world, not part of the world, but not separated off in the hillside, yet you have to recognize and appreciate the fact that there were these men that copied the Word of God over and over and over, over the centuries so that we have it today. There is value to that. It was extremely important that the scribes did what they did, they preserved the Scriptures. In Proverb 25 verse 1 you read, These also are proverbs of Solomon which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. You have the scribes copying the words of Solomon. In early times, scribes served in government. You had royal scribes who were skilled in the art of writing. So kings had scribes, and scribes copied the word of God. The prophets used scribes. If you read in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter... 36, Jeremiah had a scribe named Baruch. Um, In verse 26, and the king commanded Jamiel, the king's son, and it gives a whole list of names of people he commanded, to seize Baruch, the scribe, and Jeremiah the prophet. But the Lord hid them. Now, after the king had burned the scroll with the words which Baruch had written, at the instruction of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is prophesying, and Baruch the scribe is writing them down. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Take yet another scroll, and write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, has burned. And then you go down to verse 32. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch the scribe, the son of Neriah, who wrote on it at the instruction of Jeremiah all the words of the book, which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And besides, there were added to them many similar words. So his responsibility was to accurately copy down the word of God given to Jeremiah. So scribes are throughout the history of Israel, but there is a critical turning point when you come into the New Testament that starts really back with Ezra to understand the position of the scribe. Ezra who is a priest, we're told is a scribe. and he gives new definition to the meaning of scribe. In Ezra chapter 7, Ezra 7 verse 6, And this Ezra came from Babylon and he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. The king, the Persian king, granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. And then down uh, in verse 9, on the first day of the first month he began his journey from Babylon, and on the first day of the fifth month he came to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. For Ezra, verse 10, had prepared his heart to seek or to study the law of the Lord, and to do it, to study it, to seek it, to do it, and to what? And to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. And you have there the new definition of what the scribe becomes. Down in verse 11, this is a copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes gave Ezra. The priest the describes, he's a priest and he's a scribe. Expert in the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, he's the leading king of the nations at that time, to Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of God of heaven. And it goes on to give the decree of Artaxerxes to beautify the temple in Jerusalem that had just been rebuilt. He's given finances to furnish it, uh, to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Nehemiah gives us more information on Ezra's role, if you go to Nehemiah chapter 8, as Ezra returns to Israel, to Jerusalem. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 1, now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate, and they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the Lord of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and the women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him at his right hand stood, and the names all the men with him. And then you read in verse 5, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen while lifting up their hands, and they bowed with their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, and it goes on to name the other men, uh, and the Levites, in the end of verse 7, helped the people to understand the law, not just to read it, but to understand it. And the people stood in their place. In verse 8, very important. So they read distinctly from the book, in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. So they read from it, and they gave the sense. They helped them to understand what they read. So the scribes became very much like what? Bible teachers of today, right? They read the Scripture. I'm reading the Scripture, right? And then you help to get a sense of it. They were the Bible teachers, and this new time of the scribe, of the Bible teacher, and the interpreter, comes forth really from Ezra. Now Ezra's a priest, he's a priest, and you see Levites are with him, but scribes, as it developed, did not have to be priests. By the time of Jesus, you have some priests and some Sadducees serving as scribes. An example of a priest would be Josephus, the Jewish historian who wrote down the history, the Jewish history. He was a scribe. But the largest group of scribes came from among every class of people, including merchants, carpenters, and even day laborers. The famous Jewish teacher Hillel was a day laborer. And I mentioned before the close connection of many of the scribes, the majority of the scribes, with Phariseeism. Each Pharisee community was organized under a scribe who served as a professional authority in interpreting the law. And because of the corruption in the priesthood among the wealthy priests, people lost respect for the priests, and they looked to the scribes to interpret the law because they saw them as having lived disciplined, and as I said before, pious lives. And they were experts in the law, and so they were held Uh, in high esteem. They would have, the scribes would have to study for many years. Some of them started at the age of 14. Um, One source says that sometimes the study didn't finish until they were 40. But they studied for many years, they went through a course of study, they were in constant contact with a teacher, and then only after the many years of study could they be ordained so that they too could teach, they could act as judges, they could be called rabbis. They could occupy positions of administration and justice and government and education. And because they were highly esteemed by the popular people, they too then earned the place on the Sanhedrin. On the Sanhedrin, you had the chief priests. You had the aristocrats. You had the wealthy Sadducee families. But because the Pharisees and the people were more numerous, Then, little by little, you have Pharisees and the scribes of the Pharisees coming on the Sanhedrin. And if you're not familiar with the Sanhedrin, it is the highest court. It is the supreme court of Israel. It is the legislative body. It is the administrative body of the Jews under the Roman occupation. In the New Testament, the scribes are sometimes called lawyers, or sometimes you'll read, teachers of the law. Gamaliel, in Acts chapter 5, verse 34, was a famous member of the Sanhedrin. He was a Pharisee. He was a teacher of the law. He was a scribe. Nicodemus, John chapter 3, verse 1, again, he's a Pharisee. He's a member of the Sanhedrin. He's called the ruler of the Jews in John chapter 3, and Jesus called him the teacher of Israel. So most likely he too was a scribe. They had God's word and many of them dedicated their lives to the law. And so when Jesus speaks about them here, he says of the Pharisees and their scribes, of the Pharisee religious leaders, he says, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat." Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and they do not do so. Or, as the NIV says, they do not practice what they preach.
0: We invite you to visit Shi'ar Jashub on the web. The address is www.shi'arjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen j a s h u b . o r g make it your site for serious bible study and may the lord jesus bless you as you serve him